This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Today is what we're going to continue the conversation around. We're going to continue the conversation around angels. And I want to start with this. It's, it's so easy to kind of look at something like angels and kind of hold it up there and regard it sort of esoterically. And, and New Church Live, we're really big on believing in this idea of relevance. That anything we talk about on Sunday has to have meaning on Monday. So that's what I'm going to ask you to think about. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff up here, but I want us to experience it today. I want us to get the sense of, of guardian angels and, and how that works. Um, do I literally believe in guardian angels? Yes. I really do. I, I just I have that experience again and again that there's, there's just a sense of support out there that's, that's beyond what, you know, beyond what I know. Um, yesterday at a wedding, I'm seated down, I'm seated beside this woman who never met her before. And her husband was a New York City police officer. And she said, yeah, he died. He died uh, three years ago in a car accident. And she said, could I, could I show you something, Chuck? And I'm like, yes. So she pulls out her phone. And it was the first time I was able to help someone with their phone. So I was especially proud of that. And, and, and she's scrolling through. And, I, and then she finds the picture. I showed her how to find it. It's this, this beautiful thing. So he was, a, he was a police officer. So he had left her a note just in case he ever died without being able to say goodbye. And the note concluded, I'm with you always and forever. I believe that. Like when I read that, that's not some sort of, well, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm not so sure about that. That's like, yes, he is. And he will be. And you'll see him again. That's where I want to come from, from this service, is, is really us having that experience of, yeah, we have guardian angels. They're around. And, and, and even that piece of like, and we have guardian angels who we know already in our lives. You know, people who you actually know, who, are, who serve that role for you here today. And what I want you to hear, can you all hear this, please? I don't care what age you are. You serve as a guardian angel for someone else. You serve that way for someone else as well. So hold all that and, and, and see it as a way to celebrate life and to, and to see the richness in life. Now to start with on angels, I want to share a couple of passages, but I'd like you folks to read. So we're going to be going back and forth between in the audience. So Angela's going to be coming around. We have three quotes. They're just short ones. If you want to read a quote, just raise your hand and Angela will be around. This is the first quote right on up here. See if it comes on up. Are we good with the projector up there, guys? We had problems with the projector. There we go. So I'm going to ask you just to read that first one up there. So Angela... We'll come around. Just somebody raise their hand. God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Beautiful line. Let's say that P word there. A circle of protection. Beautiful line. Next one, Angie. God ordered his 
God ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they will catch you. Beautiful. And the last one. Watch that you don't treat a single one of these childlike believers arrogantly. You realize, don't you, that their personal angels are constantly in touch with my Father in heaven. Yeah, that's Jesus saying, I'm going to tell the big guy if you mess this up. I love that idea, you know, those beautiful passages, and they tell us sort of what we already know. And that idea that that the impact those voices can have on us. The internal dialogue, the external dialogue. How many of us have an internal dialogue we would like to get rid of on occasion? You know, like a lot of us do. And I want to show you a little experiment we did here at New Church Live. We did this about six years ago. And I wanted to show it again. Some of you haven't been. You weren't, you weren't here when we did this service. And it was a series we did on head bullies. It was talking about the impact that a negative voice has and an impact that a positive voice has. So I want you to see this video here, and I want you to notice, the young lady, Lee, I want you to notice the impact these voices of complete strangers have on her as she's listening to negative voices and as she's listening to positive voices. Please take a listen. And I want you to hear the voices of these wonderful head bullies saying again just what you said. You can start with you. Go ahead. You're not smart enough to do what you really want to do. You're not good enough. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Excellent. Let me bring that mic. So how's that working for you, sister? I feel like I want to cry. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because here's, here's the crazy part, folks. Ready? We think those voices are us. We think those are our voices. Are those our voices? No. Those are not our voices. Could we say no? No. No. And we're going to say no, go. And I want you to say go like you mean it. Ready? No, go. Like, those aren't our voices. I mean, they're wonderful people and all, but they're not our voices. (laughs) Our real voices, totally putting you guys on the spot here. Our real voices would tell us what? Rob, what would be the first thing our real voices would tell us? You actually have something useful to say. Excellent. You are good enough. You can do anything you put your mind to. How was that for you? I would love to believe it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's, yeah, right. And that's the choice, right? Like, that's where we're free. You're free to believe it or not. What's our vote to believe it or not? What's our vote, folks? Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. it. Because those are the voices of angels. Your guardian angels, those who've passed on, cheering you on. It's a different view of the straight and narrow. It's not like the straight and narrow where you get a bunch of head bullies on either side saying, be on the straight and narrow. It's the straight and narrow because they're cheering you on. The the path is lined with hundreds of people cheering you on like your grandfather. And hundreds of people cheering, 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 cheering. That's the straight and narrow. And is that a good straight and narrow, yes or no? Yes. Yes, that's a beautiful straight and narrow. You were really brave. 
Thank you. Give her a round of applause, folks. And give these folks a round of applause. I find that so powerful just to, to watch her face and just, just to watch, you know, the impact of these voices of strangers who literally could bring her to tears or bring her to joy. And the choice always is, as she said, you know, what she struggles with is believing it. I think that's, that's important. That's important to remember. That's important to be clear that that this internal dialogue, just because it's an internal dialogue, according to how the church holds it, doesn't mean it's fact. It just means it's a voice. And our freedom always is around which voices do we tend to welcome into our lives, which voices do we tend to want in our lives. So could I talk to you for a minute about how angels speak to you? How angels work? How a guardian angel, how guardian angels, how they, how they are just part of our lives. New Church, we believe they do two things. They restrain and inspire. Now that restrain word, again, it's, it's an older sort of fuddy-duddy word, but, but what that means is that's, that's conscience. That's, that's that idea of like, ah, might not be such a good idea. Uh, you know, a lot of us, like, you know, I won't go into specific details here because you'll think a lot less of me. But, uh, you know, a lot of us have like a crazy voice in our head that wants us to do just something absolutely nutty, you know, and and don't listen to it. Like, you know, that's that's that angel piece that's just like, oh, might not be such a good idea. So we need to have that voice. We also need to have a voice that inspires us as well. Spiritus. Inspire, spiritist, wind, breath, God. That's what the word spirit means. Wind, breath, God, spiritist, inspire. To allow God's breath to be in you and allow that to, to help you to move forward. Now, I, I want to share with you folks here. I'm going to actually, we're going to actually hear from you a bit here. I want you to take a look at this photograph, right? This is from a wonderful volunteer we had, Leanne on the right, who's working down at St. Francis Inn. This was from a couple of weeks ago. Restrain and inspire. Now, now a lot of the time, what, what we can get caught up in, or at least what I can get caught up in, is, is the idea that, that, that I'm going down there. Doesn't the color combination work great here? I'm going down there as the angel dressed in white. And there's everybody else, and obviously they're all dressed in black, and I am here to serve them. Right? Is that the right way to hold service, folks? No. Not at all. It doesn't really work terribly well that way. We're actually asked to kind of see it in the flip of that almost, to see it very, very, very differently. So what I want you to do, take a look at this question here. What I want you to do, where are the better angels of our nature at work here? Like, I want you to look at those two people sitting there and to think, like, what are the better angels of their nature at work there? What's, what's happening there? What's the bigger picture? I don't have like a programmatic answer for that, but I want you to think about it. We're going to put on a 60-second timer here. You're welcome to text me an answer in, or if you're sitting by a friend and you feel comfortable and just want to say, yeah, this is what I kind of think is happening. This is where there might be a restraint happening, and this might be where there's an inspiration happening, if you want something real specific. But where do you see the better angels of nature, better angels of our nature at work, in a place like that. Please go ahead and share.
All right, my dear friends, Angela's going to be around with the microphone again. And if some people would like to share what their answer is, how do you kind of see it? Like, where do you see the angels at work in a picture like you just saw? So Angela will be around. Just raise your hand and she will, she will share. I saw it at the table. At the, the two of them were sitting together, equals, sharing a conversation. And I love, I love that idea, right? It's just equal. It's, it's this idea of breaking bread. Like, I think that's communion to me. That is Holy Supper. That's Holy Supper. Thank you. Another one? I think when you engage in conversation, I think you go in thinking, I'm going to volunteer to help. But in the long run, I think it helps the volunteer more than it does the person that you think that you're helping. The connection is what counts. The connection is what counts. And isn't it, like I was, it was, you know, I think a lot about the idea. We have the choice. Ready for this, folks? Please remember this. We have the choice to be right or we have the choice to be in relationship. You know, and which are we going to choose? My vote is always relationship. And that idea that far more is coming back than going out. Thank you. One more. Do you have one more, one more brave soul? Um, this doesn't have anything to do with the picture, but a friend posted on Facebook, I don't know why shirt happens to me all the time. And I text back, well, when shirt happens to me, I look for the blessings and the gratitude, or else the shirt will bury me. (laughs) It's good. Hate being buried by shirts. You know, it's true. It's true. And that, and we will get buried by it. And here's, here's some ones from the online audience from Western Pennsylvania. Sharing, listening, giving. Uh, from Myrtle Beach, my secretary and my nursing for I don't realize she, how much, how much she does until she leaves. I see it in my child's laughter. Better nature is you get to connect with someone in a situation you never experienced as equals. Giving people hope, human connection, seeing the angels in, in each other. Those are beautiful ones. And, and that idea, folks, of, of, of that's the voice, right? And, and that's what we're supposed to be listening to. As the band comes out for the middle song here, let's really think deeply about what that tender call is in our lives. Really open yourself to it. Open to what this could be like. This is one I've been playing with a lot, folks, and it's it's like it's going to be its own sermon at some point in time. But it's but it's the movement I think that angels push us towards. God's pushes us towards, where we move away from. I'm going to love something if fill in the blank. To simply saying, I'm in love with. I'm in love with life. I'm in love with other people. I'm even in love with the brokenness. Even in love with the brokenness. Maybe over this song, we just think, yeah, what's, what's the tender call for us here? The starting to call us as always. And, and that idea, like, I don't know, folks, like, doesn't it sometimes make you a little teary? <laughs> You know, that, that idea, like, I, I know what that call feels like more than I know what it hears like, what it sounds like, if you know what I mean. You know, that, that part in our heart, and, and, 
and, and how do we want that to move forward? And I feel like, again, angels, angels in Hebrew means messenger, and those, and those messages that are, that are so beautiful and so great. And, and great as in, I don't mean great as like yippy skippy great. I mean like just, just these messages that just move our hearts where we just, we know it and we see it and we see something like, oh yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Last night at the wedding, they had a big long center table, must have had 35 people on each side. And they're just breaking bread and there's candles and we've celebrated love. That, to me, is the call home. And I think that's part of, like, allowing voices of angels in. And it was interesting, you know, backstage, I was, I was checking my, my phone, and we got a beautiful question from, from uh, someone out in South Dakota and saying, you know, as, as we do this and as we move, you know, how do we pray? Do we pray to be blessed or do we pray to be the blessing? And when you look at that picture, you know, that we had down at St. Francis Inn, I think, think so much of, of the way we can kind of align ourselves um, to God's purposes is, is pray to be the blessing and let love hold it all. And sometimes you're going to say that through tears. Pray to be the blessing and let love hold it all. I think that gets us towards the better angels of our nature. Now, of course, there's a little humorous part here. I'm going to be stepping right over here to talk about this next part. There's, there's a challenge over here, I think, in life. And the challenge is this. I think hell is very interested in this kind of implement right here. What is this, folks? Yes, amplify. Hell shouts. Heaven whispers. All right. Now I realize it's a little bit of a cold day. So let's like stand up and get a little loose here for today. All right. Now what we're going to do is we're going to just so we get this like viscerally in our bones. We're going to go hell shouts and you're going to shout hell shouts. And then we're going to sort of like John Jacob Shingleheimer. Remember that song from way back when? You know, remember that? We're not going to sing that. Nobody need worry. And and then we're just going to say in heaven whispers. Okay. All right. Ready? Hell shouts, heaven whispers. One more time. Hell shouts, heaven whispers. Give you folks a round of applause. That was good. Please be seated. So, so with that idea of hell shouts and, and heaven whispers, I think again, you know, things get cloudy, things get, get dark, things get to where we can't see. And I think we're kind of caught in between these two things. This is kind of the way that heaven talks. It's the way angels talk. Because angels always want to leave us in freedom. They want us to know love. They want us to know we're held. They want us deeply to know true freedom. There's a part of your life that is already free. Give breath to that part. Live from there. That idea of this this, this very tender part, and hell, of course, is always shouting, always shouting, always shouting. You are not enough. Who do you think you are? You are not enough. Who do you think you are? And it gets louder and louder, and it gets to be this huge distraction. 
And yet this, again and again, is what we're called to hear. It's, it's why so much, I think, of, of faith. I mean, I don't know of a single faith tradition that says every day should get louder and louder. I know a lot of faiths that say, if you want to find God, you have to actually get smaller, quieter, more silent. This one author, I love the way he put it. He said, you know, in this day and age, it's like, like we're, we're caught in a hamster wheel and we keep on running to make the wheel go faster and then we're annoyed at how fast the wheel goes. Does that ring true with anybody? I think, I think that's, that's so good. That, that whisper, folks, like I, I, I just want us open to it. Just allow your heart to open to that a little bit. Because this is where despair lives. In a big, booming Darth Vader voice. The challenge is, I think a lot of the time, we want God to be this. We want that big, huge announcer voice. That's going to tell us what to do. But that's not how God's going to work. God's going to keep on giving us flowers, birds. He's going to give us a lot of things we talked about last week. Keep on giving us these, these little pieces, these, these messages through our guardian angels that are, that are, that are just so subtle, but so incredibly precious. I'm going to step back over here that they actually can sink in and over time can actually change our lives in deeply powerful ways. I love this quote as I was getting ready for this series. I think it's a beautiful quote about what God sends you. When someone enters your life unexpectedly, look for the gifts. Please say the A word there. I have sent you nothing but, sent you nothing but angels. Sent you nothing but angels. Why would God send you anything else? You know, really? He wouldn't send anything. And it, of course, doesn't mean that, that life is always easier, that we don't have challenges. Of course we do. And, and anybody who thinks, who thinks the spiritual life is going to mean that all those external worries goes away, you are sorely mistaken, my friends. All those, all those things will be there. But we just learn to hold things very differently. I love that idea, and it's, it's captured in this beautiful story. I preached on this three years ago. It's worth repeating, such a beautiful story. It's a story of, of, of deep friendship and support and how this is supposed to work. It's a story that goes back to this battle scene. New Church, we, we read this poetically, not literally, so we're not reading it as like a great war book. We're reading it as a book about what happens when there's a lot of tumult in our life, when there's a lot of challenge, and and how life kind of works in those challenging parts. And this challenge is, is the leader Moses is looking down. He's sitting on a rock and he's looking down over this plain. And there's this battle going on between his forces and the, this group called the Amalekites. And that's where we pick up the story. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men, go out to fight. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with my staff, the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone, put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands, one on one side, one on the other. 
so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army. That idea, folks, of like, like we need people to hold our hands up. We're simply not designed to do it ourselves. And I think that's true on a spiritual plane. Like we need guardian angels. We need those, we need those voices that remind us, I will be with you always and forever. Isn't that beautiful note. We need friends as well who are going to gather right around us and say, look, I am here. I'm here to hold your hands. I don't know what the future is. I, I don't know what to say per se, but, but I just know I'm going to be here and I'm going to help you keep your hands up. I'm just going to help you keep your hands up. It's very different from I'm going to give you the answer. Because I'm really pretty sure a lot of life doesn't have like the answer. But it does have the opportunity to be the blessing, to help us all hold each other's arms up, the, the peace and the joy of that. How does this look in this congregation? Well, some weeks, when Moses' arm grew tired, Aaron and her brought a stone for him to sit on while they stood beside him, held up his arms, holding them steady until the sun went down. In this way, Joshua totally defeated the Amalekites. How does that line, how does it look in this congregation? Take a look at this next picture. That's how I think it looks. That's why we do hands-on blessings here during baptism. It, it was interesting, if those of you who were here last week, we had a wonderful Bernathan College student uh, get baptized. And, and it, was, it was just fun. And, and I was talking to him afterwards. He said, Chuck, I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I cried for at least two minutes. And I think that experience, right, of that amazing experience of just having people gathered around us, knowing that we're here together to help hold each other's arms up. We live in a world where so much is commodified. So much is just like, how do I go online to get this or to receive this? What if we thought differently? What if we thought, again, and I feel like this church does it over again, church is a way to give. Church is a way to support. Church as a way to offer blessing again and again and again. So, who's holding your arms up today? Who's holding your arms up today? Can I give you a double dare? Text them today. Text them. Tell them, like, thank you for your support right now. Without any need for answers. Just that idea. Who is holding your arms up today? Because I feel we're all blessed when we take time to think of it. We're all blessed. This next quote from the Talmud, which I love. I'm going to have you say the two G words there. Every blade of grass has its angel that bends over it and whispers... Isn't that beautiful? You know, every blade of grass is an angel that whispers over it, saying, grow, grow. I mean, what else is being a parent about than just whispering, grow, grow? And that's where we start to see just, just magic taking place. A final story to share with you. 
This is a beautiful story from a few weeks back. I did a wedding for Lori and David, and, and they were blending a family. This is a, this is a picture of them right here. I'm actually going to move over to this carpet to tell the story. This is a picture of them over here. Is that a beautiful family or what? You know, beautiful family. Dave is a, a vet. Can you guess his ethnic heritage? Take a guess. She's Italian. This was all new to her to have men wearing knives in their boots. Uh, but it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful thing. And, and Dave, just an amazing man. And that's his daughter on your far right. And that's her sons on his far left. So this is what the family did. When we closed the service, they said, Chuck, we, we have a, a puzzle. And the puzzle was one where they had all these different pieces, and it said, God brought our family together piece by piece. And they built the puzzle as part of the ceremony. Try being a pastor and not crying during that one. Beautiful stuff. See, these little boys had never had a dad. They got that experience. A little funny aside to it is, is the oldest boy asked his, his new dad if they could take an Indian blood oath as part of the ceremony. Dad was smart and said, ask your mother. Dad again, decorated vet. So like any good vet with sons, he made sure each of his sons got this. Next picture. A dog tag. Harry, it's not flesh and blood, but the heart, which makes us father and son. Love dad and their wedding date, 9-21-19. Don't ever tell me there aren't guardian angels out there in the world. They're all over. You see it all the time. I hope with our lives that we can open up to feeling their presence spiritually and naturally. I hope we can open up our lives to seeing people who are guardian angels for us. People who keep on just whispering into our lives. What was the whisper again, folks? Two words. The whisper was grow, grow. Remembering that's how heaven's going to work. Heaven's always going to whisper. Hell's always going to shout. But from there, I'm going to step back over here. From there, we get more and more to just simply learn to be the blessing in our lives. And to come back to that video, that's where we get this sense, this next picture of being cheered on. I've said this in here before, but I think it's so important. You know, I, I used to, again, think of this famous biblical phrase. Probably a lot of you don't know it, but, but a lot of you do. It's the phrase like the straight and narrow, like you have, to, you have to go on this straight and narrow path. And that always, i got to be honest, guys, I'm afraid of height. That always scared the bejeebers out of me as a kid. Because what I saw it, as I saw it, is going along this really thin rock ledge with 3,000 foot drop on this side, 3,000 foot drop the other side. And that was known as hell. 
I don't see it that way anymore. The way I see it now is I see it as angels cheering us on. I see it as those people in our lives who are willing to help us hold our arms up. I see it those angels whispering over us, grow, grow. I see it as that simple decision all of us can make, no matter what age you are, to be that angel, to be that guardian angel, to be that message, and to be the blessing. To be the blessing. Let that be your task today. Amen. Now I'm going to lead us in a prayer. When I'm done with this prayer, you'll have the opportunity to say your own prayer, the Lord's Prayer, as you know it. And then you're welcome to join the band in the last song, Into Faith I Go. So please join me. So Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for what you mean to us in our lives. Thank you for the angels that you have encircled us with. Lord, we ask, we ask in your name to help us, Lord, to truly understand what it is to be an angel, what it is to welcome angels, what it is to understand that the strangers in our lives are are angels sent by you with, with a unique message to them. Help us, Lord, to be givers, not takers. Help us to be those who are open, not those who are closed. Help us to be those who invite others into our family, not those who shut others out. And help us, as always, to remember your way is always the way of love. A tender call on our way home. A tender call of angels walking each other home. A tender call into faith. Not faith as some intellectual construct, but faith is so beautifully put in the new church. Faith is this. Faith as the eye of love. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for the people in our lives and the people who we share life with who are angels. Allow us to go forward imperfectly, doing the best we can to do that, to do that very thing. In your name, this Sunday, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 